We're back. We haven't recorded an episode in like what two weeks now? That's crazy. Oh, Matt's an old man now. <laughs> I got hit by an old man, Ray. And I'm a little baby boy. Man, this is my baby voice. Was that Jake's um, a, baby? a very <clears throat> dumb joke? Yeah. No, yes. I thought it was really eloquent and but, really smart. Hey, Jake, what's more important than me being old and you being a baby? Uh, what's more important is the reason why we haven't physically recorded stuff is that our boy got married. Our boy Alex got married. Congrats in the chat. Um, this is live streamed. Congrats in the chat. W's podcast. <laughs> I have to pay respects. Um, <laughs> no. F's in the hey, chat. I mean, F's in the chat. Married man. <laughs> now that I'm married, I can make jokes about not wanting to be married. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and I can make jokes the same way, but it's more sad when I do it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great because like these guys are going to get the best content ever because we literally saw each other a week ago in person. So which... our, our energies are on the same wavelength at the same frequency for the first time in and years. If you We're guys, vibing. you know, We're I'm not going to say that there's a secret episode out there that we recorded during this <laughs> Jake, don't you dare talk about that. <laughs> don't you dare. Okay, there here's a something I am legitimately. Here's something I am like legitimately a little worried about. Yeah. I'm really kind of scared that one of the inside jokes from the, the week of the wedding is going to come up, you know, and we'll talk, I don't know, talk about cummies or something. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be we, fine. We're going to talk about cummies once in the wedding. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Alex, you've got editing power anyway. Yeah, so truly, like, truly. Like true. I could say whatever the fuck I want, and it'll be yeah, fine. That's true. I'll cut out all mention of stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll no, bleep I, all just, mention of cummies. I'll just make it go. <laughs> I feel like there wasn't gonna be any until there you wasn't. brought we were it gonna, up. We weren't gonna mention cummies. <laughs> and now, until if you do now. bleep it out, people are gonna be like, "What the heck were they getting up to at the wedding?" <laughs> <laughs> Why are they censoring that? <laughs> As you can tell, we're just so happy because I, I genuinely love these two people that I get to do this thing with. And uh, it was so nice to take a break and actually just be with them. So, uh, yeah, what the heck? We just also are just excited to be back. So it's like, it's awesome. We're here. We're doing it. And uh, I'm going to get my job out of the way. Spoiler warnings for everything. <laughs> no, we haven't even. Get it done while you remember. Get it done while you remember. That's fine. That's fine. What is he giving a spoiler warning for? <laughs> well, hello and welcome back. And we mean it this time. Um, we're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. And I am Alex. Married boy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm Jake. Not married. Married boy. What up? Uh, and this is episode 42, part one 42. of our hungry bracket, food bracket, cooking bracket. We really haven't decided yet. <laughs> I don't know, but I think <laughs> I get to make a decision right now because it's it's my job to to narrow it down. And I am not going to just <gasps> skim over it this time like I did in the Scooby-Doo bracket. <laughs> I held my hand up in the frame of our Zoom call and they saw my wedding band. Um, it's so I, I, nice. This I love is, him. I'm defining it. This is our, thinking about it, thinking <laughs> about it. This is our fight song. Hungry bracket. Oh, we'll just hungry bracket. <laughs> movies. Yeah. With food that make me hungry is how oh. I'm defining this bracket. And if movies that they picked. Don't do this. 
That's uh, their problem. And oh they can no, do next it. week is gonna fucking suck for me. <laughs> um s- s- yep. Movies that make Alex hungry and have so scenes screwed. of food. I'm so screwed. <laughs> hey, but hey, then, spoiler warning. Hey, we can change it. We've still got time. We can change it. This nah, is the hungry food game? bracket. No, I like, the, I like that you set your own standards. And if we've shown anything from the tough cut <laughs> is that we ignore a lot of standards that everyone puts. <laughs> well, okay, we so might, here's, the thing. here's what I think. Here's what I think is fair about me just declaring what this bracket's about. I only had two movie choices this uh, this bracket, fair. and I picked two movies I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if my movies fit the theme. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. And if this is your first time with us, um, <laughs> we're the Tough Gun Podcast. We pick themes, um, put I'm movies Alex. into a bracket, and... <laughs> automatic response pavlovian um and we discuss argue fight whatever word you want to use our way to the best of that theme um this is a messy opener but we are just in such high spirits we gave so much lore in the beginning of this episode (laughs) we gave so much lore uh this is for you long long time we're at episode 42 if we don't have people who know what episode like what happened in episode seven they're dead to us by now right (laughs) I made an executive decision. I'm cutting out all mention of cummies from the, from the episode. Okay, that's your... Yeah, Damn, no, no one else is going to say it. Boo, I just cubbies. wanted to make an announcement. So I'm going to throw out cummies else, for every substantial like, thought I have. If anyone was like planning on making a really good cummy-based joke, just know it will be cut out. Just want you okay. guys to know that. Sorry, can we start again we in get... like an hour? I got to rewrite my script. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, this is all improv. It's improv. We didn't... Sorry, we don't, it's, uh, improv, right. it's improv. With that... <laughs> coming at you in today's episode because jake already gave a spoiler warning spoilers sorry guys spoilers spoilers we're gonna spoil so much stuff we're gonna spoil Uh, cubbies apparently um coming at you in today's episode we've got ratatouille versus the hundred foot journey and chef versus big night this is also the first time we've recorded at night in a very long time (laughs) yeah Um, that's probably why we're so feral hey 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 guys who are at my wedding Big table seven energy right now. Am I right? Table seven. That is table seven energy, honestly. Nice. Nice. I love table Uh, seven. I'd die for those people. So let's. (laughs) Hey, Jake, do you want to start by introducing Ratatouille? Ratatong? Ratatouille? Bless my soul. I really love that rock and roll. You want to know a fun fact about the wedding? I still don't have my voice back. I do. Nice. I do. I don't have it back. It's still been messed over. Uh, and on that note, Ratatouille. I pitched Ratatouille 2007, directed by none other than Brad Bird. This is a movie mm. about a rat who dreams big about wanting to be a chef. And he gets flushed in the French you know, countryside, and he ends up in Paris. Eddie? And uh, he ends up in the hands of some schmuck with... With really good heritage, um, nepotism. He ends up in the hands of nepotism. I'm glad Jake opted to just vibe with this synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) He ends up in the hands of nepotism, but they form a really great bond. And there's this really attractive French woman who's also a part of it. And, uh, it's a beautiful little movie. Uh, it's my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, genuinely, like hands down, my favorite Pixar movie. Um, yeah, I mean, cl- close runners up are like Wally and Inside Out. 
But I almost said inside, I was like, no, nah, Bo Burnham didn't do a Pixar film. Um, nice. No, but genuinely, nice. I think Ratatouille, like, it has one of my favorite scores, like, ever, like, in, in whatever. Um, Matthew's laughing now, so I don't even know what to do with my life. I love Ratatouille. What do yeah. you think, Alex? <laughs> uh, I love Ratatouille. The thing that always stands out to me about Ratatouille is the end of the movie. I think it has the best conclusion of any Pixar movie um, mm. like the last five minutes of the movie, I think are absolute gold. Mm. And I realized kind of watching it this time that the entire movie, I'm just looking forward to that last scene and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. I love the movie, but I, I honestly watching it this time, it kind of dragged for me. Um, Interesting. I love it, Loser. but it felt a little slow. And I think it's because I was just looking forward to the end. That is really fascinating. Anyone can. Quote. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? I like Ratatouille a lot. I think it's a, a great film and it is probably from a like a technical and storytelling perspective. One of the best films that Pixar has ever made. Um, as Jake said, any anyone can cook. And don't worry, we'll be getting to all the political paraxis I have about this movie. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Matthew prepared a whole manifesto. I don't know if we can get into all of it, but we'll get there. I just think that the Red 2 is really special um, for how how it encapsulates its message. Like you said in the last like five minutes. Uh, and I think it's, it's really a special, like it's one of those Pixar, like I know all of them try to hit at the heartstrings. But for me personally, like this one genuinely does. And it makes me believe in like not just the power of like uh, cooking, but cooking as an art and uh, also like what people think of it as like a critic and like another film. And this does that as well. But um, in our bracket, uh, I just think. think (laughs) Yeah, well, but like doing like critiques and also like food and stuff is like very interesting to me. But that doesn't matter because we got another film on the side of this. So yeah. let's introduce it. I pitched The Hundred Foot Journey, um, released in 2014, directed by Lars Hellstrom. Um, it is basically Ratatouille, but <laughs> with a a boy from India who is a, a, a self-taught cook, as he calls himself, uh, who their family upon a... <laughs> Uh, undisclosed political situation flees <laughs> India. They end up um, yeah, first in England and then eventually make their way to France where they settle in the French countryside as slowly they become immersed in the world of French culture, French cooking, and it kind of how that interacts with and can grow interaction, uh, interacting with their own kind of Indian culture, Indian dishes. Yeah, I I think that this is a uh, for me is kind of like just like a, a feel good, like so much tasty food on display. I, I do like French cuisine quite a bit. I love Indian food as well. Um, both of those are great. And this movie has a lot of them. Uh, so naturally, knowing that this was going to be the hungry bracket for th- uh for um, stuff <laughs> that makes Alex hungry. I'm hoping right, he right. likes maybe you Indian that, food yeah. or French food. I don't know. Uh, so, Jake, what do you what do you think about this one? You know what's so funny about this one? Uh, when, when you when you look this up, like it's it's like oh my god, like you know, is, is it based on a true story? Or whatever. When you like Google if it's based on a true story, you know what it says? No, it literally says it's not. 
It's from a novel seized upon. This is the words they used by Oprah. Honestly, that's, that's a good good way to incorporate uh, and Oprah's I think, involvement. I think that whole sentence is how I feel about this movie. Like it's genuinely it, it, it's a good movie. Uh, again, it's a feel good. A lot of like these cooking movies. Like I'm so glad we did this bracket because it's just such a wholesome bracket. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I mean. We'll see how the picks go in the future. Maybe I pitched a movie that isn't as wholesome. Um, it sure as makes the rest. me hungry, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does make you hungry, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these just I have these movies, no idea like what they're talking about. <laughs> these movies have such a clear like um, positivity to them, and in a way that like is celebrating these like foods and culinary like things. So that's an awesome thing to celebrate and it's cool to see it like on a film. So definitely, yeah. definitely proud of it. But Oprah did seize upon this book. So do with that with you will. What about you, Alex? <laughs> I think it's so fascinating the way that all of these movies about food so far, and I'm sure most of the ones uh, in the other half of the bracket <laughs> also talk about family, like how themes of food and like life and yeah. fulfillment are so intrinsically tied to themes of family and love. Uh, I, I think that's beautiful. I think this was a great movie. I had never heard of it or seen it before, uh, and I had a fantastic time watching it. It was, uh, it felt good. It fe- this, I feel like this bracket uh, right now is just like the Alex bracket. These are just movies that I am going to enjoy watching, and I'm terrified about uh, which movie in the second half of the bracket is going to make me want to throw up and die. It probably will make look, you want to feel both of those. I almost pitched Great. Raw, so just be grateful that I didn't do that. It would have been such a spectacular double team, Jake, if I, if you had pitched the platform and I had pitched Raw and Jake and Alex had to watch them in the same week. Oh God. boy! Wow, that would have been. A, we love a, you too much. This to is this handle. is the I love Alex bracket because we didn't torture Aww. you with that. So nice. Um, um, yeah. So getting into talking, I know Alex kind of opened up the discussion talking about both of these films. Right. Building on that, something I did not realize until watching these in like quick succession is how much both of them kind of build to or incorporate the message of anyone can cook. Um, right. Forcing mm-hmm. the French establishment specifically the French establishment mm-hmm. to question their their own beliefs on the subject is Which, let's be honest yeah. that's the most accurate out of both of these films right this is true, true. come on if there's come one on. thing if you it's take not away Oprah seizing it. on you it's going to be the French yeah that's true which I think is just kind of wild that that's the case you know what's crazy Ratatouille did it first well the, the novel was written actually what year did Ratatouille books. come out 2007 baby 2008 let's go i was gonna say i think the book came out in 2008 so wow wait it i think the book is actually based on ratatouille honestly i wouldn't be surprised wait oh my god guys you know what i just realized if you rearrange the letters in hassan it spells remy wow holy shit if you like move the lines around and stuff in the letters you can make it spell just remy. Like- make new letters yeah. did you know if you make whole new letters with this other name it sounds exactly like this so, other name let's talk hunger you know let's talk if you didn't know how to read and you saw the letters spelling out Hassan and you saw the letters spelling out Remy you wouldn't know which one was which hey guys did you this know is, if you're this fucking is... French as you... <laughs> this is going to be something we're going to tweet out um, it's, it's going to be only for people that that 
can't read um, anything in kanji. <laughs> and we're going to tweet it out? Yeah, we're going to tweet it. If you can't read kanji, it's for you. We're going to tweet out Remy in kanji and Hassan in kanji. And you're going to tell us um, which one's which. Well, Twitter has... Doesn't Twitter have text to speech? Doesn't that isn't or that a thing translation on or something? You could translate it, but our audience isn't a bunch of cheaters. Yeah, though nobody has tried to compete um. with my speed run of, of Godzilla destroy all monsters. <laughs> no, wow, nor have what? we gotten enough tweets for us to read the Sonic script. Though I think we're at five now. We did get another uh, during wow. the wedding. Couple during the wow, wedding. So is this the most lore heavy episode? <laughs> it is. Of the if you are podcast? starting with this, this is bad. You should turn back now. <laughs> the graveyard of dead bitches <laughs> is at it again. Um, but to the, the the question I was about to ask, since this is the hungry bracket and we've got two chefs here. Hungry, hungry. <laughs> based on the food, we see them preparing their styles of cuisine. Who are you going to? Who are you going to order from? Look, it's it's Remy. And I know I know this may not be the most sanitary option. He does wash his hands. He does wash his hands. And they make it an important note for him to wash his hands. Because I bet as soon as they pitched this movie, some asshole in the producer circle was like, I'm going to eat a rat fucking you for my fucking meal. They make a point of showing him wash his hands frequently. And make a point for when he gets the other rats to join in, they wash their hands as Do well. Do we think we're being manipulated by Pixar for yes. that? Oh, um, in what way, <laughs> Matthew? Yeah, what do you think? What, elaborate. Do you think they're trying to push the big rat agenda? Trying to say I think rats can wash their hands? Hmm? Hmm? Then why can't we wash our hands? Curious, isn't it? Um, oh, God. Matt's got another conspiracy. <laughs> Matt and his conspiracies. For me to chime in on the question that I asked. <laughs> uh, sure, I haven't answered yet, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were agreeing with Jake and you were no, saying. No, go ahead. I think the the French Indian um, like fusion cuisine ideas coming out of Hassan. I think those sound pretty good. I had Indian food tonight, actually. So, wow. I know. And it held you from recording. Well, it was really spicy. Here's where I'm at. (laughs) Where are you at? Where are you at? On the one hand, I'm not good at spicy food, so I don't really like Indian food. But on the other hand, the other food's prepared by a rat and that doesn't sound good either. (laughs) I don't know what to choose. I'm sorry, but having a meal that literally transports you to your childhood. They both do that. That is actively what both of them do. It's the same thing. I was saying, I'm not. I, I didn't say a name movie. of another. I didn't say a name of a movie, did I? I just said I. You you thought I wasn't trying to gas any of them up. I was just. Try- I thought you were trying you? to make me pick Ratatouille. No, I was just saying the fact that both of these can transport you somewhere. You're you're in good hands, whether they be rat hands or human hands. They're little rat paws. Here, here's a here's a follow up question. Do you think that's just within the confines of people that you know that have some kind of shared experience? Because Hassan's is clearly mm-hmm. the 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 blend and fusion of spices is going to remind people of India. Um, so if that mm-hmm. is your childhood, you know, it can transport you there. And in Ratatouille, you know, it's growing up in the French countryside eating Ratatouille. That's a French dish, you know. So can mm-hmm. can Remy make me something that reminds me of my childhood, you know? And same well, goes okay, for but a here's song, the thing. you know, both of them. Remy grew up in the French countryside in a little college. Yeah. Like I feel like Remy cooks for the poor. You know? Does he? I mean, I feel like he made what do you a, think the prices made, are at his restaurant? Well, okay, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> big he rat cooked, bucks. He's, he he, cooked, his food like, costs big rat bucks. 
He could Remy not big for the poor, obviously. Remy is a big rat capitalist. <laughs> He's a capitalist for sure. But for Ego, like he tried to knock him down a peg by making him a quote unquote simple meal that transported him back when he was a little fucking boy with nothing in the cottage and skinned his knee and mm. wanted a comfort meal. Feel like God, you ever man, you, you so ever skin your knee, Matthew? I mean, I've skinned my knee. Yeah, Remy will make you remember when you <laughs> skinned your knee. <laughs> if you don't like Remy's food, you're gonna remember what it feels like to have skinned knees. I'll but tell you that. Some people are sadists and masochists, so like I, we can respect that. I want a version of Remy that is like a it's like a jigsaw. He reminds <laughs> you of the horrific tortures, <laughs> uh, <laughs> motherfucker. You want everybody to be jigsawed. You know what really stood out to me this watch through of Ratatouille? What's up with the really, the really built up rat? There's like one rat that's Yo, really muscly. Rat. What's Yo. up with that rat? Yo. You don't, don't want to know. Every time Emil keeps bringing more rats, it shows Remy like looking and frowning. And then it cuts back to the group of rats. And the big rat is always just like, hey, what's up? Like every time the big rat does something, it's very funny because they wanted to showcase that the big rat was the muscle because if not remy could take on most of those rats because he knows how to use a knife mm. remy think- does know how to use a knife and big puppet body yeah oh my god remy is like he's got like a mech body <laughs> damn <laughs> could you imagine a character in pacific rim that's just a big rat that just sits on top of the head with a bunch of levers man that would be awesome who would have the fusion i i feel like i could fuse with somebody to make a rat the drift or whatever you gonna drift with remy yeah (laughs) you imagine remy and i drifting together just imagining the scene of like you're like all right i'm ready to drift like who's my who's gonna be my partner as you you're in like the 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 (laughs) cockpit of the jaeger and they (laughs) wheel in a rat (laughs) just start attaching wires to it as you're like hey wait what 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 do you do what what, uh, and then you you know experience ratdom before i go in i'd be like you like french food and it would be like squeak squeak and i'd be like we're in and that's all it takes can hmm, hmm. do you think that's how ash ketchum met pikachu they did they drift yeah do you think did pikachu cook meals for him pokemon the whole pokemon tv show is just a fever dream between ash and pikachu inside the drift as they fight kaiju this episode is incomprehensible (laughs) either a this is going to be edited down massively and you guys will be like okay this is this is good listening or b it's left as is and you're if you haven't listened to our entire catalog of episodes it will be literally incomprehensible Um, Think think about it think about it the few people who have they're going to really enjoy this episode because they're going to feel like well, they so invested the amount of time, you know, 42 hours. Jesus. Uh, okay, that's actually um, something. Um, <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, yeah when, transition, when, transition. When Hassan returns to their idyllic French At town the end of the movie, making yeah, they big. totally had sex. Yeah, he, totally he like comes in and he's sex. like adjust, like adjusting his pants after they have their like first passionate kiss together. And I'm like, did they Hell just... Yeah bone they they should be one they're they were like actively cooking a meal for everyone <laughs> two it's not that big of a restaurant and everyone they're like they're like one door away from where everyone's sitting right yeah you you ever had you know? silent sex you ever play the game silent sex like silent library no <laughs> I'm not gonna get into this with you jake i know where this um, is gonna go so we've had no <laughs> conversations 
but we're halfway through this episode, so I feel like we have to vote. Well, we kind of had one where I asked <laughs> whose food you'd rather eat. What, what else do what else we have to say? Hmm. I mean, I am not ready to vote, but I feel like I could gut pick one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, why I feel this way specifically, but I I genuinely feel something about Ratatouille and like the animation like of it all like hits harder uh, emotionally for me than the Hundred Foot Journey did. Um, I I feel like with what it did like with its like animation like seeing the vibrancy of the food, kind of like how uh, we didn't pick any movies with this in it. Uh, we almost did, but like the Studio Ghibli movies, how they make food such a central like character, and it's it looks so good, but you also know it's kind of like it's not real. But something about it is so sensationalized that makes it feel so like attractive, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And having an animated movie like with that with Ratatouille, I felt like similarly where it's like I genuinely wanted to be a part of that, but it was like a way. And with a hundred foot journey, like, yeah, it was good. But something about the food in Ratatouille, for lack of a better word, felt more emotional uh mm. in ratatouille so I, I don't know how you guys feel about it but that's you know my substance thing that i can say i i do think there's this element in ratatouille where animation gives them the opportunity to like amp up um some of the visual elements that come with food like that the actual ratatouille that they make is like crazy high contrast super vibrant mm-hmm. colors like you will never presumably never be able to create an actual ratatouille that looks like the film yours will be much duller much like more real life stuff um which is one of the i think fortunate pieces of the medium of animation that they can play with Mm -hmm. especially because i think there there is this really powerful consistent visual style going on in ratatouille as a movie like their depiction of paris and like it just feels like it's all caught in like a hazy dream almost like there's just like there's this like vibrancy and life to the city itself and to the food yeah i do think there's something to that on the other hand i also think that there there is like a a lot of respect that goes into the hundred foot journey's depiction of cultural cuisines um like Mm -hmm. they they really give these um lush cooking scenes where you know, you get to see all the spices and the like curries being made or the sauces, the bechamels um, and the actual meats being cooked and food being prepared. That is just like a it, it captures um, to me there. There's like a realness to what is being depicted for the fact that it is actual food that happens in right, a hundred foot journey. That is like one hand really, really nice. Whereas Ratatouille has this kind of idyllic version of these foods that is also super cool to see. It's not just that these are conceptually similar stories of like anyone can cook, but also that mm-hmm. they they have posed these different but equally, in my opinion, valid views of food and film. Um, right. That makes this really tough. So here's here's where I come into it. I'm looking at these movies as which one makes me hungry. And is this Ratatouille, I think, yeah, this is me voting. This is me voting in Ratatouille. Oh, shit. I see soup and I see ratatouille. I see an omelet, but it wasn't okay. Omelet. It's more bread. for the effect of flipping bread, but you know, it's bread. crunch of that bread. In, I just, uh. in hundred for journey, you see so many different foods, all beautifully prepared. You see the preparation, you see the final product. Like it gives you that payoff whenever they cook something where it shows you what they cook. And I feel like you get so much more of that. I am voting for, 
hundred foot journey. I will. I will say. I will say. No. I didn't know we were fucking voting. <laughs> I don't want this to come down to me. Uh, but but it, it sucks. I, I will say um, the reason why I, I'm going to vote for Ratatouille, if that's what we're doing, but also I feel like because of the way our conversation's gone, I feel yeah, yeah, valid yeah. in ahead. explaining my vote a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird episode. Not only like, does it feel like more emotional and more, you know, something about it like sticks to me. I also think the relationship between like critics is something that I feel like is very interesting in talking about food. It isn't just about the food, but it's about how other people perceive it. And Ego's um, relationship with it from the beginning to the end and his final speech, I think, means a lot to me in a relationship with food, not just as an art form, but as a, a relationship with an audience and with the server and the person eating it. I think it's a beautifully crafted and well-designed thing. Um, and, and as much as uh, Hunter for Journey, like, yeah, they have amazing food, like it's similar, like esque. Uh, maybe maybe it's the nostalgia, maybe it's animation because I love it so much as a medium, but I have to lean towards Ratatouille. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, I vote Ratatouille. I know I shouldn't do this, but I want to flip through one little reply comment to that, Jake, because I think it's a really interesting point um, because I think it's another situation where the movies sit almost kind of diametrically opposed, but in the reverse position because they both yeah. deal at their heart. Well, not at their heart, but critics play an important role in both films. Mm-hmm. There is a much more grounded and real and human approach in Ratatouille when it comes like we we get ego as a character. We spend time with him. We have him develop. Whereas on the other side, a hundred foot journey has sort of this like ethereal being that is the yeah. the Michelin company rating restaurants. And like that right. is the the end all be all. Um, so it's kind of flipped, at least in my mm-hmm. perspective, to the mm-hmm. relationship to food, um, which is super cool. As for voting, I think which, what makes this so hard is if this is cooking movies or this is hungry movies, I think I vote for different things. Like rough. Well, this yeah. is where you, this is where you make your decision of what you think the bracket yeah. is. Uh, oh no! Oh, no. And <laughs> Matt, I know how I know right. how philosophically consistent you are. Know that this is gonna ha- this is how you're gonna have to rate movies for the rest of the bracket. And think of you know the things that are going forward and all the other movies you have. Like they, this is this is big. This is a precedent. Matt is just trying to stall this episode that way. Jake gets another hour less of sleep. Um. Okay. As a man of philosophical consistency, as a as a a being of sheer will and determination, I will vote. I'm so scared. I will vote with my with my head, with my heart, with my every conceivable part of myself. Mm, thank God. And I am voting for Ratatouille. Shit. Um, wow. I, I think I, I picked a little bit more based on the purview of cooking than I did Hungry. Without a doubt, Hundred Foot Journey makes um, makes me far more hungry. The the foods look so delicious, and I want to eat them. But gotta stay consistent. And I promised you a political paraxis about ratatouille, and we didn't get any of it. <laughs> that is true. We never got it too. That is very true. Wow. You you hey, you want to you know, know something? Say, you know what I'll say about ratatouille? It advances. Maybe part of the reason I was so disappointed is because the entire movie. I was hungry for the end because mm. mm. it just tastes so sweet. Smart dude. You know what? 
So I, I don't know if you guys realize this, this is the first time. This, I'm pretty sure this is the first time where Matthew's like been torn with something and he's like, you know what? I got to go with my like philosophical consistency. And it's been for the movie. I, it's usually his philosophical consistency is against the movies I pick. <laughs> and I'm actually very happy for the first anytime, like I prime anytime he says that, I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> that is true. I, norm- I normally. That is true. Like, a hundred percent that's true literally even dating back to the first time i did it i believe in part two of sequel showdown talking about evil dead i was like this is the reason i can't vote for evil dead too yeah like (laughs) that's that's so so funny funny. uh that's a great observation (laughs) i know i i literally like i was like i'm primed to think it that's crazy uh shout out to the 100 fruit journey though good movie if you're hungry watch that movie movie. it's 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 Uh, it's very nice make sure you ask oprah first because she will uh, She's got something to say about it. Or with that, Ratatouille advances. And Alex, would you like to go ahead and introduce Big Night? I would love to. Um, this is straight from the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Big Night is a 1996 American comedy drama film co-directed by Campbell Scott and Stanley Tucci. The mm-hmm. film stars Tucci alongside Minnie Driver, Ian Holm, Isabella Rossellini, Allison Janney, and Tony Shalhoub. Uh, this is where I will depart from Wikipedia. Uh, Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub play Italian immigrant brothers who uh, opened up a restaurant and are torn between um, being financially successful and stable and uh, respecting their heritage and the food that they uh, have always made. Uh, It's a really great movie. They try to uh, save the restaurant with one big night where they uh, want to, they hope to uh, get big and famous as a restaurant by feeding uh, musician Louis Prima. Nice. And things happen. I, I had never seen this movie before, <laughs> had never heard of this movie before. And I was researching this bracket because I was like, I don't, I was trying to think of food movies and I thought of Ratatouille and Jake had already picked that one. And I was like, I can't think of a single goddamn movie about food. And so I started Googling it and I was like, this has, Stanley Tucci in it. I love Stanley Tucci. And then I was like, this also has Tony Shalhoub in it. I love Tony Shalhoub. Uh, and so I picked it and I thought it was great. What, uh, Matt, what'd you think? Um, so this was actually my first time seeing this movie. Um, it was a really interesting watch. I think is Mm. what I'll give it. Um, (laughs) yeah, which is not like a bad thing. I love movie. We'll talk about it. I love movies that make me feel weird. Um, or like I'm with you just different truly I'm with you and I think that this is like an interesting experience of a movie to watch ton of really good substance to it but it's a Mm -hmm. really interesting movie to watch um yeah overall I I mean I I enjoyed the watch um but yeah it was it was interesting Jake how about you so um you you know how we have the power to influence like the world with our podcast Mm -hmm. um like, like, mm-hmm. they're genuinely, you know how, like, all of a sudden, when we do a bracket Another or whatever, piece like, of either, <laughs> yeah, a, 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 a new, a new movie pops up, or like the, all of a sudden, I got sent like so many Scooby Doo memes, like because of our <laughs> Scooby Doo bracket, like they were like popping off and like shit like that. Um, when I was in route flying to the lovely Alex's wedding, I, I, for some reason, I felt compelled to pick up the magazine, the in-flight magazine. And in it, it was all about Stanley Tucci. And it was and his all new about cooking show. his cooking show and his cooking journey. And I just, I was like, shit, I have to read this because I knew this movie was come up and I wanted to brush up on my Stanley Tucci. 
his a great sentence his culinary journey is awesome and it's honestly for both of these movies coming up uh you know on the other side chef like the same way but like you know like he literally got like cancer and lost his taste and had to like reteach himself how to eat uh, to get like the taste because cooking meant that much to him and all this stuff and there's something always so personal about these smaller cooking movies i want to say like Big Night and Chef that's on the other side. I know I'm kind of getting into like comparing them, but like I promise this is just like whatever. Like there's something really interesting and awesome about how small but personal this film feels. Like I almost am so glad it doesn't feel as big or doesn't feel as like for some reason, and I know this isn't true, but it only feels like a couple of people have seen this. And I kind of really like that about this movie. Um, I had a great time watching it again. Uh, this was a movie, my, my, I call this a dad movie because my dad would always have <laughs> random movies on in the background <laughs> and late at night where you just want to watch a movie and you'd be kind of snoring, kind of like watching it. And like, he picks it based on like people he likes. And I know he likes Tony Shalhoub. And so like, this would just be <laughs> on and be like, that's funny. <laughs> and, like, so I'd watch it. Um, but yeah, I genuinely liked it. Um, had a good time with it, Alex. Thank you for putting it on there, even though you've never seen it. Um, it was a calculated that, risk. On the other side of this, I kind of already talked about it a little bit, but is the movie Chef. It's directed by John Favreau uh, in 2014. This movie's about a chef. He's a, like in a creative rut, and he feels like he needs to like empower himself. But he, uh, a reviewer comes in, hates his food because he was forced to stick to the same menu, and he gets into a Twitter beef. And... Uh, he decides to open a food truck to try and revitalize his career, creative promise, and his relationship with his estranged family. And uh, yeah, that's it's pretty much it. It's small scale, like you know, it's not big stakes here. Um, I really, I remember randomly watching this movie because my dad randomly had it on, <laughs> and, and I decided to watch it. And I just thought it was such a sweet, random little movie uh, with these people that I thought like were so familiar to me. Uh, and they're doing their personal things. And John Favreau like has a very personal connection with this. And who knows? Maybe it's my love of New Orleans as well that I love this film because how much like it like loves New Orleans in this film. But um, yeah, I just think it's such a genuine small slice of life movie, and I really like it. Uh, Alex, what do you think? So I don't think I'd seen this movie before, but parts of it were very familiar to me. I like right. felt like I'd seen it or seen parts of it. I honestly might have had a similar experience where my dad was watching it and I like <laughs> thought parts of it. Um, that sounds very familiar, uh, but I had a great time watching it. Um, what I'll say is it felt very, and maybe it's because it's so personal to John Favreau, but it just like felt very him, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily feel like acting a lot of the time. It kind of felt like it was just him. And mm. I think that's good and bad. Uh, I had a great time watching. Right, right. Matt, what about you? This has been like a white whale movie for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Genuinely. I don't even know. Um, for many, many years, much like Pacific Rim. Um, this is something I have wanted to watch or it's I've like tried to find my way to it and just never did finally sitting down and watching it. Um, the thing I want to highlight, uh, I had I had such a wonderful time with this movie. Jake called this out as a slice of life. And I think it is like such a fantastic genre example of slice of life because that is so perfectly what this movie is. Um, it, it made me feel really warm. Um yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. With that, 
I guess. Nice. No, honestly, us. Well, here's the thing: like, we literally just sat, like, we just sat with that, and like, <laughs> yeah, that's like literally what I think both of these movies were. As soon as I watched both of them, I just kind of sat with them. I was like, for very different it, reasons, I, at least for personally. very different reasons, uh, and, and I, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that about both these movies. Even if Chef is just, you know, Iron Man rated R. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys catch the arc reactor sound when he and his son are at the movies? And it's yeah. like, oh, they're seeing Iron Man. Pretty funny. Yeah. Damn. John Favreau it, it just, really like, just. They clearly, because it was in 2014. This was like in the middle of like <laughs> Iron Man fame and all that stupid shit. Or like after all the Iron Man fame and all that shit. And like, they, he clearly just made this movie because he wanted to do it. They probably did it for cheap. Absolutely. They just kind of like <laughs> vibed. And it was honestly like, I like these kind of movies where it feels like they're just like vibing. Like, I hope they're not awful behind the scenes or whatever, but like shit like this, like grownups, like, you know, like what, like it's clearly these are all just <laughs> friends who are, there are some scenes in Chef, you know, the scene where Texas barbecue where they like get the barbecue and just are trying it. That dude who brings mm-hmm. it to them, he doesn't say almost a word in that. Like, I think he's just an actual chef that they had, and they're like, all right, let's film him trying this. And they just tried the meat. Like, it was just an excuse for John yeah. Favreau to, like, eat try the Texas meat. Texas barbecue. Eat, it was eat probably some Texas barbecue. genuine when it's like, wait, can I just, like, get another little piece in there? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, that scene with Robert Downey Jr., for sure, 100% improvised, right? Like, RDJ right. was just saying things. <laughs> He's just oh, going. So funny. So good. <sighs> he probably was, like, so relieved to finally curse and talk about fucking and cummies. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no! And he's like, probably just was like, and it's the director of the other movies too, and like from this movie as well. So he's like, I'm gonna fuck with this guy so hard. Like, it felt like Robert yeah. Downey Jr. was just fucking with John Favreau, and I loved every second of it. It was, it was good. Um, the the thing I realized as we were going over these films is, yeah, there are just like so many crazy. One of the great things of the show, um, so many like weird can comparisons and similarities going on here, um the relationship of a chef to his own creativity is a major theme in both of these movies. Both of them directed by one of the starring actors is like another very Mm -hmm. strange little piece. Kind of crazy. Um, And I did not realize as I was sitting there watching, it was like in retrospect. I mean, it's an extension. Like this is why it's so awesome. We're like talking about culinary, just food movies. Cause like food itself is such an art. Cooking is such an art. I just had an absolutely wild revelation. Oh, please go for so it. So far, we are four for four movies where they make an omelet. They make an omelet in every single one of these movies. Mm. They make it in because he cooks an omelet for his son. John Favreau does. And uh, Tony or uh, Stanley Tucci makes an omelet at the yeah. end. Dude, the egg making scene at the end. Eggs. I love that scene we'll, we'll, so we'll much. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Some of the shots in Big Night are so beautiful. Those like long shots where they're just like coming in and talking and just like silent. Oh, they're so good. Here's the thing. I, I have to say with that, though, I agree. The stupidest shot of that movie, the stupidest shot. The whole lamp scene between him and Ian Holm, where the lamp's just in the face and they keep cutting oh, between the lamp. Just, I'm I, so look, dumb. Look, Such I a get as shot. an artistic, I get, oh, no, it was dumb as hell. They I, look stupid as hell. I, I was trying look to stupid. see that from the perspective of artistic vision of like, what are they trying yeah, to I, tell I, me here? Especially because 
towards the later portion of the scene, they actively like, you know, the guy like moves the lamp and then they're like, it changes the dynamic of how the shots are framed. I'm like, what are, what are they trying to tell me by doing this? And I'm like, they're not on the same page. They're not seeing eye to eye. No, it was just dumb. Like it, like, and for a film that is like, has those scenes that are really cool. Those long standing scenes, like you said, awesome. That was the stupidest shit in the world, and I thought it was so... I hated it. I took me so out of it. Um, That shot's really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's very interesting, because movies have so many similarities. But I also think they have thematically some key differences. Yeah. Because, Jake, you've talked about this several times already, but how Chef really feels like Jon Favreau wanted to make this movie, so they made it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big night to me feels so personal of yeah, and, and purposeful. Absolutely. The story of Italian immigrants coming from Stanley Tucci. Cause he is, I think he was born in Italy, I believe, um, or either that or, or he's first generation. We can American, verify, but um, <laughs> he, he was the, born the in story New York. Just feels so personal and, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So then I think he's first generation. But um, like the the movie just feels so personal and raw in so many ways. Uh, I, I just haven't seen, I hadn't seen a movie like it in a really long time. It made me feel real good. Well, Big Night, it, it just seems so like awkwardly normal, but in a good way. Like it seemed like such a no- <laughs> like normal life. I don't know. I, th- I think the thing that gets at some of that is... I'm sure for a lot of people, Big Night may feel like a movie that kind of meanders for quite mm-hmm. a bit of its runtime because you'll have Secunda, uh, Segundo, um, Stanley Tucci's character, basically just like run errands, but in like a like a normal person way, like he'll like get distracted by like the Cadillac salesman and go for a ride and mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. like it's a very that's what makes it such a strange movie to watch. I think for me is um, or interesting, I should say, is there is just like that odd level of authenticity that kind of comes with the the whole experience mm-hmm. that you don't get in many movies. Well, I think like what what that all plays into is these themes of like it, it weirdly. I don't think it's a movie very much about cooking or food it's about how food and cooking is uh, a core piece of Mm -hmm. the immigrant experience and i think what it what the movie really is about is that immigrant experience and the american dream and i think that is a very big departure from chef you know um yeah can so something um Unless you have something directly related. No, I no, no it's not directly related. Something I wanted to bring up, um, which is kind of, I think, where I'm leaning with these two. Because I, I genuinely enjoy both. I think they both offer slides like they're really great. Um, so it's interesting that they both deal with, like, also relationships subsequently. Like, you know, like, with, like, you know, like, women and, like, with, like, uh, like you know, wives. Oh, there's this like, scandal with, like, cheating and, like, you know, like, the big night and, like, uh, chef and all, all that stuff. Like, in Big Night, it seems a little less warranted to have that plot line in. It seems a little like like not maybe warranted is the wrong one, but like for for two things. One, like why did Phyllis keep coming back? I just felt like it was so weird her to continue keep Mini Driver's character keep coming back. And then two, the beach scene with Phyllis at the end was so odd. And so unnecessary, I feel like, for her to run out and do that thing and, like, not really have, like, a full resolution. I feel like it was just a tool 
to get the brothers to fight on the beach. And that was great. I, th- but, I think you can say that to like a lot of the film, though, is like this mm. didn't really serve like a narrative purpose necessarily. I think some of these things serve thematic purposes, which sure, is part sure. of the reason that it's such a strange movie. Um, Alex looks like he is thinking very intently. Yeah, I just think that like with the relationships, like the the thing in like Chef with like um the the wife and like everything, like sure it wasn't also as strong. Like I, I can agree it isn't as strong, but I feel like it was more prevalent because the kid was there because it was him about his estranged relationship with the kid, and so like it felt more logical to me to have that in there. Where like the Phyllis stuff and the other like yeah, I, I forget the woman. Gabriella, I thought she was great. Actually, I really liked Gabriella in this as a character. Um, some better was really fun. I don't know, but it just it just felt less. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you think, Alex? Sorry. Well, so I guess the the immediate reaction to that though is comparing it to Chef, and I think Scarlett Johansson's character in Chef is pretty mm-hmm. empty. Mm-hmm. Like she. I feel like chef would be incredible. Like her character would be totally different if she had any resolution at the end of the movie, fair, you know, fair. in the second half of the movie, if she came back at all uh, versus I, f- I feel like Phyllis, I don't necessarily understand what that moment meant for her, but you could tell that it had emotional weight for the character. I don't know what her resolution is, but I know she had a resolution. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. understand it, but I know she had one, right? Because it, At the end of the movie, it is her decision where she goes and what she does. Right. And I feel like the whole point of her character is that she is dragged around by Segundo until that moment where she takes a stand and makes a choice for the self. The whole time when she's in the restaurant asking, what can I do to help? What should I do? And they're telling her what to do. At the end of the movie, she chooses what she's going to do. Right. That's what that's what her character is for me. Yeah. I just thought it just I don't know. It it felt so unfair for me and maybe this is the point like why she kept coming back to someone who clearly was just like not in it but um and then like her going to the beach just felt like such a weird choice to have that such a like artistic ish like thing feel like i don't know why it's happening i know it's happening for a reason uh but but i I get what you mean that's interesting a lot of big night is trying to take moments that feel normal to us but are uncomfortable and unusual in an immigrant experience Mm. who aren't born and raised like in American culture. Like I think moments that would feel normal are made to feel different and uncomfortable because of language barrier and things like that. The scene that stands out to me is Tony Shalhoub in the flower shop. Um, You know, like he, he does not know what romantic protocols there are. Right. And he is uncomfortable in the situation. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it, it tells the immigrant story in such an effective way. But um, yeah, Matt, by what was comparison, that <laughs> in chef, Sean Favreau has El Jefe written on his knuckles. And that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you, you said that. Um, Something I want to bring up really, really quickly. I know we had so much intellectual conversation just there, but I need to drag us down the hole a little bit. Um, yeah, drag us down the hole. Pascal. Please do. The the successful restaurant owner in Big Night. Is he in the is he in the mob? He lit that dude yeah, on fire. You saw him like throwing out that dude having that scene where they like he, they, they lit him on fire. And his the guy who's always pictured with him, who I don't think says a line, is like, oh, he's got like his whole thing unruffled, like he was just beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. 
don't know. What were y'all's first reactions to seeing that random guy on fire? I think they are. I think that's the and how implication. it never showed up again. Um, well, so I think that's the implication. I think it also is meant to inform how uh, Secundo and Primo are like, we're not going to come work for you. And you think it's the restaurant, but I think it's actually more of this. Yeah, crime, like he's totally not in it for the people. Crime he's syndicate kind of thing. Uh, profit. We have talked a lot about Big Night, like what it does functionally as a film and thematically as a film. We're also a, we're a podcast that talks about we, we make themed brackets, baby. Um, and Ooh. however you are deciding that theme to mean or whatever you're deciding that theme to mean, I we should maybe touch on a couple of thoughts. You know, the food and chef, the food in Big Night, what's making you hungry, boys? Sure. Yeah, I can go first. I'm not a big sandwich those guy. Those Cubans look so good, though, dude. Those Cuban, you, those Cubanos look so fucking good. I, I'm just not a big sa- I, for me, that big Italian dinner. Mmm. I would. You're saying that, that cornstarch didn't look good. I'm just saying I got a little bucket of powder near my uh, desk <laughs> right now for when things get too <laughs> saucy. Uh, that is in reference to John Favreau rubbing cornstarch on his balls. Uh, after John Leguizamo does it, and then he also makes a small child <laughs> he like do it as well. He says, "Hey, you want some?" And then the no, it, there's a lot. And of then the two guys who just moment. did it, grown men, and this child who's alone with them in a food truck, who is also the son of one of them. Um, he's like, uh, and then he kind of hesitantly takes some and throws some cornstarch on his balls, and it's like. It feels good, right? And the kid goes, yeah. All I'm saying is John Favreau rubbed his balls with a kid in a truck. And all I'm saying is, I don't know, man. I So I think there, there's just, for me, there, there is so much good good food on, on display, I think, in both of these. I think Chef with that Texas barbecue, those Cubanos look so good. I'm not, I'm not I think sold. they do a better job. I'm not yeah. sold on the, the food truck beignets. Yeah. Also, also, that wasn't actually Frenchman Street, right? Was it like um, they were on a corner off Frenchman Street? Okay, because I was like, Frenchman. that doesn't yeah. look like Frenchman. They shot around where like their original where their truck was was off of Frenchman, but um, yeah, this is us just because we know because we lived yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But I was um, also like, that's not the French Quarter Cafe du Monde. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, they the Cafe du yeah. Monde they went to was the French. No, Quarter no, one. the. That the that's counter, yeah the count there's a, a counter in the that's back. not the not the one on uh, Decatur that that isn't that's not like the no because they're under an awning when they're walking away from the Cafe du Monde that's not definitely not the establishing shot that they showed the establishing shot that they showed yeah, but though, then when they're walking a, walking the away from the the stand with the beignets it's not that one so they i guess john favreau wanted to take two different trips to two different uh cafe du maybe Mons. maybe he did he just had to get beignets at uh multiple places i do think that um i do agree that like i think the food and chef does look better i also just think the care like in it like maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> jesus my voice is getting progressively worse through this. I don't know if you guys noticed. I'm not doing hot. <laughs> he did say his voice hadn't come back yet. I mean, um, I'm down to vote soon. I'll say, I'll say, uh, as much as I love Big Night, Chef is a movie about yeah. cooking. You know, it's Big Night's you know, also about cooking. In the, right. But yes, you are correct right. in saying I think it's chiefly about the immigrant so, experience. I can vote. I'm gonna vote. I'm I'm voting for Chef. I yeah. 
I, I think as much as um, Big Night is a really great film, I think it has a lot of inconsistencies that just don't sit perfectly with me as much as uh, Chef does. Hmm. As we just talked about the inconsistencies in Chef. <laughs> Not like the yeah, physical the, Cafe just, du the, yeah, yeah, bullshit. No, no, I feel one. like that's... Yeah, it's yeah. just a joke. It's just a joke. Right, 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 right. I love Big Night. Uh, I think it's a better movie, but uh, Chef is about food more, I think. Oh, and this makes so my I'm job really chef. easy. So Chef... No, no, I want to hear what Matthew was, thinks, I was, though. I was sweating. Um, but Matt, what would you vote for? For the same reason, Alex, I was going to vote for Chef. I think Big Night's a super fascinating movie. Um, and there, there's like... It is functionally just a very well crafted movie and a really interesting um unconventionally told story um a conventional story told in an unconventional way i think through the normalcy of the experience but chef is chiefly about my guy's a chef he's making food with that chef advances so that quarterfinals matchup is going to be ratatouille versus chef little chef versus el jefe Versus El Jefe, baby. I, I thought that was cool, man. He had it written on his fingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> next episode, though, we've got <laughs> Good Burger versus Waitress and Zero Dreams of Sushi versus The Platform. Alex, please don't hate me. <laughs> I love you so much. Don't we'll go into the happens. platform blind. Don't watch we'll the trailer. Uh, <laughs> now I feel like no, I need watch to watch the trailer. trailer. Don't watch blind. You should go into it blind. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Is that because I should have my eyes closed the whole time? The very time? beginning, we'll, 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 we'll get you into it. It's good. It's good. It's I'm, we're re- playing it, it up a little it, bit, I think. It's not that it's bad. It's good. It's just, I don't know if it's going to make you hungry. Okay. It's, a, it's a functionally very interesting film. So that's going to be our next episode. So if you want to watch along with us, um, feel free to. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know if, Jake, you want to throw a little baby. I mean, I guess. Um, the, uh, just a heads up about the platform. It, it's kind of it's an intense social commentary film. So there there is uh, some social commentary, some graphic violence. They do go like it, it's a little graphic. Um, so if you do plan to watch that one, there's a lot of things that they talk about and show that are a little graphic. Not as like uh, it, I think the broad strokes of like it's an intense social commentary hits it really well. Be wary. Yes. Uh, be wary. I think yeah, that covers you know, it. I think that covers it. Um, so thanks for that, Jake. So, you know, how I'm going to end this. You well, know, wait, gonna, oh, wait, no, wait. No, what, how do you? We hope you guys enjoyed the show. This was an incomprehensible <laughs> episode. If you didn't understand one of the jokes we made, chances are it's a reference to a previous episode. Which one? I don't know. Find out yourself, yeah, bitch. Listen to the whole backlog. Do your own research, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to interact with us outside of the podcast, um, you can find us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Come find <laughs> or me. Or you can find oh. us in person in either any of the three cities, four cities that we live in. Wink. Ooh, that's a hint. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say something. Um, yeah, if you like the show, follow us, comment, rate on all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Um, we're itching for a couple Apple reviews. I don't know, dude. We're itching. Um, yeah, and I think I'm overstaying my welcome looking at Alex We're and Jake. Itchy. We should go to the doctor and get that itch checked Look, out. Here's the thing. Uh, Wait, do you guys have the same itch that I, I have? Know, you want to show me? Do show we all me have the itch? itch? A- yeah. <laughs> Do you got the oh itch? God. Do you got this itch? Um, hey, wait, one last reference to end it. Take cover, Charles! <laughs> <laughs>